This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'm Ian Joy and I'm joined by the hardest working and most followed man on the internet. Oh yes, Fabrizio Romano. A lot to discuss today, so let's get into it as Keiko Lazzo begins right now. Welcome everybody. Welcome Fabrizio. First and foremost, Fabrizio, how are you doing? It's great to see you, man. Ah, My friend, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. My pleasure as always. Many things happening and so happy to be here to, to discuss together. We were just discussing the weather, uh, where you are, of course, domestically. It's like uh, summer weather at the moment. Yes, it feels like August, July. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yes. Well, I can tell you in New York, it is cold as hell. And be careful. You want to bring your jacket <laughs> if you're coming over to New York. All right. Thanks to everybody out there for joining us. Please make sure you comment on anything you have for Fabrizio. doesn't matter what your team is. We're going to go heavy into Barcelona today. Talk a little El Clasico. But if it's another team you want to talk about or just ask a random question, please drop it in the comments. We'll try to get the best one out to Fabrizio as best as we possibly can. We don't have Fabrizio for long, so let's get into it. El Clasico. I want to talk Barcelona, baby. But first... What did you think of El Clasico? Cracking game, overall thoughts on the match? I think that I'm in love with Carlo Ancelotti because he's always doing the perfect strategy for these games. It's incredible. It's really, really incredible. It's never over for Carlo Ancelotti. He's winning titles, he's winning Champions Leagues, and he's always there with the best strategy, with the best idea, with incredible feeling with his players. So I think, uh, of course, I see a lot of criticism around Barcelona, but we have to say congrats to Real Madrid because they are always on points. They're always ready to, to go with the, with the best uh, performance by all the players, by the manager. And so, congrats to Real Madrid and congrats to Fede Valverde, a player I really, really love. I think he's doing fantastic this season. He's scoring a lot of goals and I'm sure that he will be one of the big names in Champions League goals on the second part of the season. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about Real Madrid after a performance like that and a tactical approach from Ancelotti and, of course, Karim Benzema on the score sheet. We'll get to him in just a moment, but I want to pick your brains deep into Barcelona and what's going on there. Obviously, we're trying to figure out what's happening with Barcelona. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of talk, finances, ownership. I mean, what are you hearing about the finances at the club in general? Is it a problem right now for Fabrizio or are they not worried about the situation? They think it's just going to get better. Honestly, the feeling I have is that they are not so worried. They're not so worried with the financial situation because they think they're 
doing a good job on the salary point of view. Uh, salaries point of view, like Antoine Griezmann, who joined Atletico Madrid, Coutinho, who joined Aston Villa. So they really hope that in the next few months they can resolve some of the salaries, complicated salary situations. Uh, so next summer they hope to be in a, in a good situation. The real problem is on the financial point of view with the Champions League. Because right. if they want to go ahead in Champions League, it's going to be a problem for Barcelona. They are still relaxed from what I'm told. Say they don't see it as a super big problem. But in reality, not going to the next stage of Champions League, it could be a real disaster for Barca also because they invested a lot of money during the summer. They wanted to support Xavi and these ideas, uh, the players he wanted. So they were going all in during the summer, as we know. And now the, the results are, are, are poor in Champions League. In La Liga, mm-hmm. they are still there, but a poor Clásico. So let's see. Let's see what happens. What is the end goal here, though, Fabrizio? Because clearly they are rumoured with many players. There's talks about Messi coming back to the club. I mean, they have so much talent at Barcelona right now. Where does it end here for Barca? Does it end with them financially pushing people out the door trying to get a Lionel Messi back? Or do you see them trying to hire the right people to sort this financial situation so that Barcelona, the club, I mean, the, the historical club that it is, can even survive? I think yes. Uh, I think they can survive, but they need to clarify this salary situation as soon as possible. Because I mentioned Griezmann and Coutinho, but the reality is that there are many players on a crazy salary there at Barcelona. Players that made the history also. Uh, they call them the captains in Barcelona. They made the history. We're speaking about players who have been fantastic for many, many years, like uh, Gerard Piquet, Sergio Busquets. They are the history of football here in Europe and not just for Barcelona. But the reality is that they are on crazy salaries at some points and is creating some issues to the club. So they need to clarify some of these situations. Uh, we know that also during the summer they wanted to get rid of Frankie de Jong because of his salary, but he wanted to stay. So at one point you need to be respectful with the players, but on the other hand, you have the crazy salaries situation. So they need to find a balance. They need to clarify as many situations as they can as soon as possible because the situation is is not easy. Uh, I think next summer is going to be the key moment for Laporta's project because this, sum- this summer they were going all in, but next summer they have to clarify as many situations as possible with the salaries, with many important players. And then uh, and the rumors on Leo Messi are absolutely normal. We know that they are tempted by this possibility. But as of today, from what I'm told, there is not a negotiation between Leo Messi and Barcelona. So they're not speaking about length of contract, salary, these kind of things. Messi knows that Barcelona are tempted by bringing him back. Barca are, of course, tempted by this possibility, but the reality is that, first point, PSG will try to extend this contract, and second point, Messi is focusing on the World Cup, on the Champions League, not on his future now. Let me ask you about Lewandowski, because I always find it surprising that he would leave Bayern Munich, such a giant, where he could have finished his career, could have been happy, could have been challenging for Champions League, he could have won a domestic title yet again, probably in Germany, but he decided to go to Barcelona, that whole situation right there. I mean... Did he have other options, Lewandowski? I mean, could he have gone to other clubs? Was there anyone close to getting him? And why did he he choose Barcelona? Why do you think he chose Barca? Yes, he had other options. Chelsea, first of all. Thomas Tuchel is a big fan of of Lewandowski and he wanted Lewandowski at Chelsea. Uh, So Mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons why they they sold their strikers like Romero Lukaku, Timo Werner, because they wanted to bring in a new striker. And Lewandowski was one of the favorite options. But on Lewandowski's side, it was a no. He wanted only Barcelona. And same for Paris Saint-Germain. Because Paris Saint-Germain were looking for a center striker. We said about Kylian Mbappé wanted to play on the, on the wing. And this is why they were trying to bring in a new center striker. And Lewandowski was one of the options on the table. But it was not even a negotiation between PSG or Chelsea and Robert Lewandowski, his agent on Bayern. Because he only
only wanted to go to Barcelona. Uh, I'm told that it's not just about football. It's also on personal reasons. He wanted to go to, to Spain. He wanted to try something different after spending many and many years in Germany. So I think it's also about his family and not just about football. Of course, it's also about football because he's convinced that Barcelona project could be exciting in the next one, two, three years. And so this is why he signed a long contract with Barcelona because he's convinced that he can win maybe La Liga, maybe the Champions League with Barca. Let's say that it's complicated now to, to mention this kind of trophies because we know that it's not the yeah. best moment for Barca. But Lewandowski mm-hmm. is absolutely convinced that it's the best choice. I'm told that also now he has no regrets. He's convinced that Barcelona is the best choice for him. So that's it. Well, he's certainly scoring goals, but they need him to score more goals for them to start lifting those trophies. No doubt about it. Got a great coming, co- comment coming in from Matt. He says the way they treated Frankie this year is insane. A public campaign against their own player over a deal they agreed to. And I saw your tweet this morning talking about him taking pay cuts after pay cuts after pay cuts. Seems to be a norm situation for Barcelona right now. But let's turn our attention to some positives from El Clasico. Real Madrid and Karim Benzema. Blonde door is coming up today. Uh, Fabrizio, I mean, there has to be only one winner here, right? It's got to be Karim Benzema. Yes, he's going to be the winner. I think he's absolutely deserved. He did something incredible with Real Madrid in the last year, and so he's, uh, he's absolutely deserved. And uh, it's also positive news for Real Madrid, France, be- uh, and also because uh, on his contract, uh, because we can say that into his contract, there is a clause that is going to extend automatically the contract of Karim Benzema after the Ballon d'Or. So Karim Benzema will have a contract till June 2024 with Real Madrid. Uh, his current deal is expiring next June, but he knew about this agreement, of course, with, uh, with Real Madrid. He's prepared to stay for one more season. I'm curious to see what happens with the striker situation in summer 2023 for Real Madrid because probably they will need a backup option for Karim Benzema. This summer they decided to continue with, uh, with the current squad, not to change anything in the striker position. Maybe next summer they can explore the market for other players, but Karim Benzema will be the Ballon d'Or. He will have a new contract with Real Madrid and so he will be part of the squad also next season. We have two or three comments coming in. We have RMC902 saying, are you a real <laughs> fan, Fabrizio, of Real Madrid? We know you're an Ancelotti fan, that's for sure. I'm an Ancelotti fan, not a Real Madrid fan, no. But uh, honestly, Real Madrid, Barcelona, these clubs. I was at Camp Nou uh, last week to follow the Barcelona Inter game. I've been at Bernabeu many times and I think Barcelona, Real Madrid is something absolutely special. When you go there, the feeling is, is incredible. I still remember I was in Madrid when they won La Decima with, uh, with Carlo Ancelotti and the feeling was something uh, historical, incredible. Before we move on from El Clasico, I want to touch upon Real Madrid. Obviously, they made some tremendous improvements in their midfield. They lost Casemiro, obviously great experience with that trio. But the midfield is looking incredible right now. The way they're attacking the game is incredible. And they're a young squad. And defensively, they look solid. Where do you think that Real Madrid would like to make some moves, if any, when it comes to the transfer window in the winter or even next summer? Is there any place to even improve that squad right now? I would say a backup option for uh, for Karim Benzema. As I mentioned before, I think he's, of course, an incredible striker, a fantastic, legendary striker. But at some moments when he's injured or when he needs to rest a bit, it's absolutely normal also with his age. You maybe need another striker. So I think that is a, a key a key position for Real Madrid in the future. And then we have to see what happens with the contracts because it's important to mention that there are players out of contract next summer, like Toni Kroos, Luka Modric. So I'm curious to see what Real Madrid will decide to do because they still performing at an incredible level. Luka Modric is, is unbelievable. Toni Kroos is doing fantastic this season too. And so I'm convinced that they will try to extend their contract for one more season. But at the same point, I think in the midfield, they have incredible players for the future, like Kamavinga, Chouameni. So Jude Bellingham is a player that they really love, but there are many clubs in the competition. So it's going to be a crazy race. 
Thank you, everybody out there for watching Keiko Lata. We're going to take a quick break right now, but we got more to come from the one and only Fabrizio Romano when we return. We'll have a look at what else is happening around the transfer rumor mill. Answer some of your questions because there are many out there. We'll also take a good look into the crazy world of Kylian Mbappe and his future at PSG. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. You're watching Kegel Lazo. It's Ian Joy alongside Fabrizio Romano, the one and only Fabrizio Romano. Make sure you're following him across all of his social media platforms. Check out what this man does. He is insane, and he is so great for the footballing world. We appreciate you, Fabrizio. And there is love coming from Tabong Morata. He says, big up, Ian and Fab. Much love from Botswana, Africa. Love to you. Keep all those comments coming as well. Thank Thank you so much, Fabrizio. I mean, it's great. You have support all around the world. I mean, it's insane <laughs> what you have built. Are you surprised how big this world you have created? Yeah, yes. Honestly, yes. Because I feel I'm just a journalist. So I don't know why there is this kind of, of support. So I really, I really love to see that. And it's important, you know. It's important in some of the days because it's easy when everything is, is looking good. But there are days, as I remember the Cucurella Day, for example, in August, last August was, was crazy. To have the support of some people is, is really, really important for me because... Sometimes it's really tense. Eh? Now we are relaxed. It's October. The transfer window is closed. But you have some moments when you are checking news, uh, you are under pressure, and it's important to feel that people on social media are showing you some, some love. So it's absolutely yeah. good. And thanks to all our friends. Yeah, just remember that when they make a movie about you, Fabrizio, I'm right here for you. I'm going to join alongside you when <laughs> we make that you. movie. Uh, one more question from El Clasico before we move on to Mbappe's situation. Omar's asking a great question here about Tony Cruz. He's asking, I've been hearing rumblings of him retiring at some point, and I've also been seeing that too, Fabrizio. What's the latest on Tony Cruz? Yes, there are these rumors because for sure Tony Cruz doesn't want to continue for maybe four or five years, do different kind of experiences. Uh, he wants to retire at his best level. He doesn't want to retire, at, I don't know, in, in four or five years. So this is real, but also at the same point, Real Madrid want to extend this contract. They will try to tempt him maybe with a one year or two years extension. So Real Madrid will fight to have Toni Kroos for maybe one or two uh, years more. But at the moment, it's up to the player. They will not decide now. They will decide next year in, uh, in, in, uh, in May, in April, so at the end of the season. But at the moment, he's doing fantastic. So I'm sure that Real Madrid will fight to keep Toni Kroos for at least one more season. Yeah, for all you big soccer fans out there, your football fans out there, go have a look and see what Toni Kroos has done as far as trophies from, I think, about 2012-13 onwards. 
what he has lifted, how he has lifted it. The numbers are just insane. What a player he has been for Real Madrid. All right, let's get into it. We have got a lot of, lot of comments coming in. Tabong's asking about Mbappe. We have, uh, who else? Omar asking about Mbappe. He's saying, let's get into the Mbappe situation, as crazy as it sounds. He is one of the most beautiful footballers I've ever seen. He's such a young boy, clearly still learning the game. But this situation and what has gone down with PSG, obviously the media... There seems to be a sticky situation for Mbappe. I mean, what is the latest that you're hearing about Kylian Mbappe and what's going on with the craziness around him? It's a really strange story. Uh, let me say this, this Kylian Mbappe story because I'm 100% sure of what I also said a few, few days ago last week that Kylian Mbappe, the relationship between Kylian Mbappe and Paris Saint-Germain is, uh, is really tense. It's not an easy relationship because of many things. Uh, it's about internal discussions. It's about what happened on the market. Uh, he wanted Paris Saint-Germain to sign a center striker to play on the wing and it didn't happen. They tried to sign, as I mentioned, Robert Lewandowski, Gianluca Scamacca. They had many options, but at the end, uh, they didn't invest any money on the, on the center striker. So there are many reasons, and this is why the situation is tense. I'm also told that he wants to leave the club. He wants to find a solution as soon as possible. But then yesterday he said in public, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not hungry to the club. I'm, I'm fine here. I'm not going to leave PSG. So, you know, it's a strange story because let me say that these rumors were absolutely confirmed and were coming uh, to people also close to Kylian. So it's absolutely normal to have this kind of stories. And this is why all the big media here in Europe reported this story. Then Kylian saying like this, what I can tell you is Paris Saint-Germain position. It's a really important one in this Kylian Mbappé story because Paris Saint-Germain position is that these kind of stories are also um, to put some pressure on the club, to give mm -hmm. Kylian what he wants. And so he means on the internal discussions, on potential new signings, as I mentioned, a center striker in the next transfer window. So it's kind of spy story around this, uh, this Mbappé links, story, rumors. But what I can say is that the reality is that the situation is still tense between Mbappé and Paris Saint-Germain. Would it not scare clubs off from wanting to have an Mbappe around when you see a lot of noise around this player? Clearly, he's a world-class superstar. There's no doubt about it. And every team would love to have a Kylian Mbappe. But when you see the negative that's happening with the French national team and also with Paris Saint-Germain right now, would that not scare some clubs away from actually spending so much money to sign him? I think no, because he's a fantastic player. You know, when you are a fantastic <laughs> player like Kylian Mbappé, you can do what you want uh, in, uh, in, in public or in this kind of situations with all the rumors, with all the stories. And then at the end, all the top clubs want to sign you, as you mentioned, because uh, Kylian is an, is an incredible player for present and future. He's still super young. And so he knows that all the top clubs are keen on signing him. But at the same point, the situation is, uh, is not easy. He just signed a new deal a few months ago, and now we are back with all stories, with all the rumors. So it's not easy to have Kylian Mbappé on a public point of view, on a media point of view, but on the pitch it's absolutely easy because he's an incredible player. So this is why he feels, I think, protected by this situation. We got two or three more minutes with the great, the one and only Fabrizio Romano. A few quick fire questions coming your way, Fabrizio, before we get out of here. Some awesome comments coming in from the fans. Thank you to everybody for all the love. We're doing the best to get your questions out there. Let's talk Tiago Silva. His wife made some comments yesterday about his future. Were you a little surprised by those comments? And what are you hearing about Tiago Silva and his future? No, I'm not surprised because uh, Bel Silva, his, his wife has always been involved uh, in, the, in the story of Tiago. <laughs> so she's always been... 
speaking about Thiago's future, it also happened a few years ago when he was in Paris, in Milan. So it's absolutely normal to see these kind of comments, but it's in a positive way, I think. Sometimes we have people from the families that are creating some problems to players with their statements. In this case, I think she's really genuine. She's, a, she's really good. Uh, she's always saying the truth. And so I appreciated the comment because it's the reality. It's the reality that Thiago Silva loves the club. He loves Chelsea. The feeling is mutual because Graham Potter loves Thiago Silva. Todd Bowley, the relationship with Thiago is great. Uh, Thiago Silva loves the club. It's not just about the teammates, the manager. It's about the club. He's always kissing the badge. He really loves the atmosphere at Stamford Bridge. And so there are very good chances, I think, for Thiago Silva to continue with Chelsea. There are conversations ongoing. Nothing has been decided yet. His contract is expiring in June. But I think there are good chances for him to, to continue. Now there will be a negotiations. But from what I'm told, it's not about the money. It's about what Thiago wants to do with his family, if he wants to continue in Europe for one more season or not. I think after the World Cup, the situation will, will be clear. All right, a couple more for you, Fabrizio, before we let you go here. Uh, Marcus Rashford, his contract ending in 2023. Um, obviously, there's a lot of rumors out there, and Manchester United have a lot of players out of contract in 2023. I looked it up yesterday before I was going to speak to you. But let's talk about Marcus Rashford, trying to find his form once again for Manchester United. Um, there are a lot of rumors about this kid. If there is any Man United fans out there, drop a comment or a question in, and we'll try to get it for Fabrizio before we let him go. But what are you hearing about Marcus Rashford and his potential future? Yes, I'm hearing that um, for Eric Ten Hag, he's a key player. Eric Ten Hag, since day one here after Manchester United, he wanted Marcus Rashford to be considered an important player for present and future. Uh, we mentioned Paris Saint-Germain for Lewandowski, for Skamaka, but Marcus Rashford is one of the players they had in the list, in the list during the summer. But mm. there were no conversations with Manchester United as they wanted Marcus to stay and to be an important player for, for Eric Ten Hag. So at the moment, they want to continue with him. They want to discuss a new contract with Marcus Rashford. The conversations are not advanced now, so we have to wait a bit, see what happens in the next months. Let's remind that it's true that Manchester United have many players out of contract next summer. Of course, Cristiano Ronaldo, Diogo Dalot, David De Gea, Marcus Rashford, Luke Shaw, many players. But for all of them, they have an option on club side to extend the contract for future season. So they feel protected on this kind of situations because they know that the players can be and stay at Manchester United for one more season. For Marcus Rashford, the priority for them is to continue with him. We've got a great comment coming in from Dexter. He says, we absolutely love Bell and the Silvas at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> Tiago's been a giant for us, aged like fine wine. Thank you so much, Dexter, for the comment. Keep all those comments coming throughout the show. Last question for you, Fabrizio, and it's a different one for you. Canada will be competing at the World Cup, and Jonathan David has been on fire in the French League right now. Nine goals in League One. He's leading the way, joint top goal scorer with Neymar, if I'm not mistaken. Are you hearing any rumors about him? I know there was like a 30 million price tag, obviously, spent on him to get him to France. But is there even a conversation about where this player could end up? Because Jonathan David, to me, is a quiet player who's going about his business and will end up at a very big club because he's that good. I 100% agree with you. I love this player. I think he's really underrated. I think it was a big opportunity on the market last summer and many clubs were sleeping because it was a very good chance for 30, 35 million euros to sign a player like Jonathan David in a market where we don't have so many young striker, talented striker. And so they were really slow in the conversations and this is why nothing happened with, uh, with Lille. At the moment, there is still nothing advanced with any club. I think many clubs are waiting to see what happens at the World Cup, if he's going to perform most on international stage with, uh, with Canada. But I'm sure that January, maybe next summer, there will be a transfer for Jonathan David because he wants a new opportunity. He was in the list at Tottenham and Arsenal last January. Then Arsenal signed Gabriel Jesus. Tottenham decided to invest money on different positions, not on a center striker. But I'm sure that 2023 will be the year of a transfer for, for Jonathan David. He's fantastic. He's scoring a lot of goals. And I think that really soon we will have his name mentioned here on our podcast because he's going to be on a move. 
Fabrizio, you're absolutely the best. We can't thank you enough thank for you. everything you do. Our 20 minutes are up. We're going to let you go because I know you're a very, very busy man. <laughs> thank you so much for everything you do. The football world loves you, man. Thank you, as always. It's my pleasure. And uh, see you in the next days. Thank you. All right. Thanks to everybody out there for watching Keiko Lads. I'll please make sure you take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Yes, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. We're also available on video. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash Keiko Lazzo. We'll see you all tomorrow. We'll be back with a live show. But for Beatsio, we'll see you Wednesday. Yes. See you guys. And thank you. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.